This is IGN. As a longtime foreign correspondent, I've worked in lots of places, but nowhere as important to the world as China. I'm Jane Perlez, former Beijing bureau chief for The New York Times. Join me on my new podcast, Face Off, U.S. versus China, where I'll take you behind the scenes in the tumultuous U.S.-China relationship. Find Face Off wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the Spoken Edition of IGN. Brought to you by the SoFi Daily Podcast. 80% of New Year's resolutions fail by the second week of February. If reaching financial independence is something you're striving for in 2021, don't let your goals fall by the wayside. Listen to the SoFi Daily Podcast every weekday to keep informed and keep your financial resolutions. Search for SoFi wherever you get your podcasts. Netflix's We Can Be Heroes. Review by Rafael Motomayor. Note, We Can Be Heroes is now streaming on Netflix. There have been plenty of movies released this year that feel eerily topical, from the zombie movie Hashtag Alive to the legal drama The Trial of the Chicago 7. Robert Rodriguez's new superhero movie, We Can Be Heroes, doesn't feel like it's unintentionally about 2020, but rather the future as his film declares that those who will truly be able to save the world are the kids, and everyone else should just shut up and let them work. Despite this being a colorful superhero spectacle, We Can Be Heroes nevertheless feels like Rodriguez's most personal project in years. We Can Be Heroes takes place in a world full of superheroes who work together under the banner The Heroics. But when an army of aliens kidnaps all the superheroes on Earth, it's up to their super-powered children to do something about it. The film has been heavily marketed as the return of Rodriguez's previous superhero duo, Sharkboy and Lava Girl, but this is not their movie. Sure, they show up, and there's even a joke about Sharkboy liking to sing, probably in reference to the pop classic Sharkboy's Lullaby, but original Sharkboy actor Taylor Lautner has been replaced by stunt actor J.J. Dashnaw, and that dynamic duo is not the focus of this film. Instead, we follow Missy Moreno, played by Yaya Goslin, the daughter of the Heroics' leader, Marcus, played by Pedro Pascal. Though she has no superpowers and is generally a shy girl who spends her morning deciding which outfit is more likely to get other kids to leave her alone, she alone can get a group of 11 mismatched superkids to work together. Though the script mostly follows the same story beats you'd expect, Rodriguez executes those beats to a T crafting a kid-friendly response to the Avengers that nevertheless feels like its own thing. One of the ways the film does that is by showcasing inventive superpowers we don't often see in such films. Though the adults are your typical superhero team that includes a Superman stand-in, played by Boyd Holbrook, a guy with super speed, played by Sung Kang, and a cyborg-like tech guy, played by Christian Slater, the tweens' powers are lesser versions of what their parents can do. The son of the movie's answer to Flash only runs in slow motion. The son of the tech guy who can do everything has every power in the book, but can never control them. A pair of twins have total control of time, but only when they work together. Otherwise, they can only fast forward or rewind a couple of minutes. The pseudo-Superman son is a wheelchair user whose legs are too strong to be supported by his bones. 
Through them, the film conveys its main theme of kids actually being more powerful and capable of saving the world than their parents. It's just that they're conditioned to think otherwise. Rodriguez's family-friendly output has always dealt with kids saving the day while rescuing their parents. But We Can Be Heroes feels like the first time he's actually saying something with these movies. It's not just that the adults are too self-absorbed and would rather argue and fight amongst themselves than get things done, but that the younger generations should be trusted to fix the many problems their parents left them. With We Can Be Heroes, Rodriguez is confronting the world he's leaving behind for his kids and making sure he encourages them to do better than his generation did. It's no coincidence, then, that We Can Be Heroes is not presented as a Troublemaker Studios film, but a double R production, referring to the production company Rodriguez formed with his sons Racer and Rebel. Indeed, the Rebel Without a Crew author is renowned for taking on multiple roles in his films and employing most of his family to help make them. While Rodriguez directed, wrote, produced, shot, and edited the film, his son Racer co-produced it, Rebel composed the score, and major elements of the film's production design were made by Rogue and Rhiannon Rodriguez. We Can Be Heroes has a unique aesthetic that feels like the logical step forward from Spy Kids and the adventures of Shark Boy and Lava Girl in 3D. It's still very colorful and cartoonish, especially the set designs introduced in the third act, but now they don't just feel like they're aimed at youths, but rather are made by youths. This movie is the closest thing we've got to the spirit of classic Nickelodeon from the late 80s and early 90s. At a time when superhero movies dominate both the box office and the pop culture conversation, there are surprisingly few of them aimed squarely at kids, the main intended audience that comic books were originally created for. Robert Rodriguez's We Can Be Heroes aspires to fill that void with a cheerful, optimistic story for children that inspires them to be better than their parents and save the world, while still offering all the thrills you'd expect from mainstream superhero films that adults also enjoy. The Verdict Robert Rodriguez delivers a family-friendly film that feels like his most personal project yet. We Can Be Heroes is a cheerful and colorful take on the superhero genre with a powerful message about empowering younger generations to take the reins and do better than their parents. The set designs, acting, and humor are just as cartoonish as you'd expect from the director of Spy Kids, but this film feels like something made by kids for kids. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.